springtime tips and fun facts from Paul, Kristen, and Dexter at Total Wine and More. Every bunny loves honey glazed carrots, a great side dish for your springtime celebration and a delicious compliment to a sweet, bright Moscato. Wine is made in virtually every country in the world, and I'm ready to give you a tour to find the right one. Serving lamb this season? Try it with a bold Cabernet from the trendy Paso Robles region. Whether you're hosting or just bringing the wine, we'd love to share our always low prices and ridiculous selection this spring at Total Wine and More. Cheers! He did the monster mash. The monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. He did the mash. It caught on in a flash. He did the mash. He did the monster mash. From my laboratory in the castle. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to your favorite one-stop shop for horror news, spooky content, and real-life tales of the unexplained. Monsters at Midnight, the June edition courtesy of the zima podcasting network productions company llc <laughs> trademark you're fired <laughs> i'm your host your favorite rickety boned skeleton <laughs> matt schaefer the giggling voice from the great beyond or is she in this room with me as she speaks jolene dormady how are you this afternoon oh i'm fantastic this is gonna be great wonderful this is be so great and the sullen, the sullen boy, <laughs> Graham Sima. <laughs> we let him out I'm of the basement. Now. Let him out of the basement for one day. Fed him after midnight, and our shit's fucked. But he's running the board today. Graham Sima, how are you? <laughs> Perfect, <laughs> wonderful. That means good on the Tasmanian Devil, folks. <laughs> that means that means good for y'all that don't oh, speak. Monsters at midnight, right here on Zima Podcast. Are you Tasmanian <laughs> Devil or Yosemite Sam, Graham? Whatever one suits you. Uh, All of the above. <laughs> Darnations. All right, so we're going to have a more uh, more lenient episode today. By lenient, I mean structureless. I've still got my whip and boots with me, so <laughs> we're going to keep these monsters in line. But we have an editorial segment today where it's just me and Jolyn, primarily Graham is here for moral support, are going to be discussing the writing process because, uh, because we are both writers at heart and both have affiliations for horror, if you haven't noticed. Horror, rather. Um, so bolt your window. <laughs> Jolyn's like, yeah, I could go either way. <laughs> Bolt your doors, <laughs> lock good. your win. Bolt your windows, lock your doors. Turn out the You're lights. You're fired. Fuck. <laughs> How many times are you to be fired? Monsters today? at midnight. Motherfucking midnight. Rather, it's important. It is important. What did you say? That's nah, not important. Uh, <laughs> rides again for June of 2018. Uh, Jolyn, we like to write. We do. We do like to write. <sighs> I don't because we we had a discussion Is, back with, in yeah to preface April. this we kind of started this discussion in April but due to the sun rising faster than we would have hoped and us not wanting to reduce to hot creamy ash we <laughs> we decided to put a pin in the subject until now two months later hooray so yeah. <laughs> so um Jolene and I are both writers. Me, primarily for screen. I can't attest. I know you do screenplay writing, but I don't know mm-hmm. if that's what you primarily write. I guess mostly it's, I end up doing like novellas or, okay. you know, 
something of the sort. Uh, a lot of the time, it's just it's a novella that I'm like, wait, I'm just gonna write this as a screenplay because this that's fine, you know. Um, or I'll do like three iterations of the same thing. Uh, so, yeah, normally like short stories. I'm working on one novel, fingers crossed. But I think that I'm like. 30 pages deep maybe so why don't we start with that actually let's start when did you start writing and why did you start writing well let's go bare bones right now well okay writing in general um i've always been really interested in writing uh back when i was first learning how to read that was like i was immediately like a huge book nerd like i was the kid reading books at recess you know Mm -hmm. um really lame but uh (laughs) So shortly after, it's like, I, I think I read Harry the Spy. So I was like, oh, I'm going to be a journalist when I grow up. So mm-hmm. I, I started like writing about my surroundings and like investigating, quote unquote. That's awesome. Um, but and it's like I would always keep journals and stuff like that. Um, I sort of like fell out of it as I got into high school because I had to start like reading things for um, school more so. And I was getting a little bit more involved in like the performance aspect. So like theater, dance, stuff like that. Um and uh, I didn't have a lot of time, but then once, I think I was 17, um, that was like after I had gotten like really into horror and I realized that that might be like what I want to do is focus more on horror because uh, yeah, I, I don't even remember the first idea I had. I think it was like when I read Silence of the Lambs for the first time, uh. I ended up having like, I was like, oh, well, I can write books about serial killers. That could be really, really fun. Um, And uh, also having that theater background, it's like, you know, every now and again I would write a play or something of the sort, and it was always kind of airing on creepy. Um, And then when I was 18, that was kind of when I... It was like when I was going to college for journalism because, you know, that that kind of retained from me as a kid when I was like, I'm going to be a journalist when I grow up. Um, and that didn't really work out when I was going to school for that. And I tried out like English teaching. I wasn't really into that. Um, so I just started focusing on writing for fun. Um, and I've been doing that ever since. So um, the first, I guess the first screenplay I worked on was... Uh, it was like a, it was based on a serial killer. I'm not going to give a lot away because I, that's not done yet, of course. Um, I know the feeling. But, and then it kind of, I mean, I still do a lot of original stuff. I like just adapting things for fun too. Like, mm. uh, I, I don't know if I should admit to this on air, but I, I rewrote The Shining <laughs> as a, as a screenplay. Um, that's sort of a mix of the book, the miniseries. I don't know who remembers the miniseries and the Kubrick film, but so it kind of retains aspects of all three kind of mashes them together. But I've found that that's like a really fun just exercise. Cause it's not like I ever think that I'm going to get the rights to produce that, right. but well, it is a fun exercise because a pipe dream of mine is I want to condense all three evil dead movies into one movie. Yeah. At some point. That'd be fun. Yeah. That'd be so fun. But yeah, that's, that's something that I just, I want to try some, time yeah and like almost every time i read a clive barker uh like novella that i um that isn't already a film like i I think i've started adapting like three different things i've read by him that Mm. haven't you know become films yet just because you know his stories are really fun and it's just kind of a fun exercise when you're not working on original stuff because it you know just kind of keeps things moving right You, you start having ideas and then you can like you can use aspects from those things that you can't necessarily use in that script on your own original work. I don't know. 
So oh, I guess yeah, absolutely. That was that was my process. <laughs> that's solid. I I commend that. I guess uh, I'll talk a little bit about my experience with writing. I um I I don't remember when because I was always I was always into visual art. Um, I was I I guess I always liked TV and movies when I was a kid, but didn't really start to think about it until I saw my first James Bond movie in like Aww. first grade. Um, that and like Indiana Jones, of course. That was when I knew that movies were like awesome and were always going to be something that I really dug. So when I was a kid, I always liked to draw things, and I uh, would draw anything really. I would, and I would also draw posters for my own movies that would never be made but i liked always like drawing movie posters with like real actors but i'm directing them and i have like members of my family producing and doing Aww. makeup and stuff like that but so movies and visual arts and stuff was always going to be a part of my life um writing came into play when i when I realized that like graphic novels were a thing and comic books were a thing. And that's what I thought I wanted to do is become a graphic novelist because I could combine writing and drawing into the same thing. Uh, as I got older though, I realized I wasn't consistent enough or fast enough to keep up with graphic, uh, being a graphic novelist so then i wanted to i wanted to try writing prose and i wrote i would write in prose and i would write uh novellas and try to do novels and stuff like that but i realized then in high school probably around the time that time that all my prose read like a screenplay it was very action driven and not like action in the sense that like shit's blowing up action in the sense like he went to the fridge he got the milk. He poured his milk. He put the jug back. And, like, that's how you write a screenplay, and that's not how you write prose. So, it, and when I think when horror came into play, when I realized that it, I wanted to do movies was in the beginning of high school. And when horror came into play was, of course, when I saw Halloween for the first time. And I realized that you could do movies for super cheap and have them turn out really well and all you needed was a ragtag crew and an idea so the first screenplay i wrote was actually a 15 page short film called say sophie which there's a long story why it's in french and but um that film was never made but it got the idea that uh screenplay writing was what i wanted to do so i it would actually purchase screenplays like because they publish screenplays from time to time i own the script for true romance and pulp fiction and uh no if we backpedal that's when i realized i wanted to do writing for screen was when i saw pulp fiction but we got that i would i would learn i would emulate tarantino for a while until i realized that half the shit he write he does is wrong in his screenplays <laughs> yeah. and then i went to school for a couple of years to see what they knew and learned more there and i've been writing for the screen ever since or at least trying to i usually have something going whether i'm actually working on it or not is another story but <laughs> i get it I um get it. So yeah, uh, balls in your coat, court, Jolyn. Uh, what's the writing process of for, uh, for horror for anything like for you? Um. Well, I mean, 
I, I think I kind of dug into this when we were first talking about it. We we both established that we haven't listened to the, that episode in long enough to really, we don't really know where we left off with that. Um, but a lot of mine come from nightmares because I have nightmares a lot because I read and write and watch a lot of horror. Um, but so sometimes like the basis will start there. Um, otherwise, I mean... It's a little tough. I always find that I I have a tendency to be a little bit derivative of whatever I'm really into at the time. Mm -hmm. So like when I was reading The Silence of the Lambs and Red Dragon and those books, the Hannibal series, um, like the the screenplay that I was working on was about a psychologist or a psychiatrist, um, Mm -hmm. you know, and Hannibal Lecter was a psychiatrist Mm -hmm. Um, or like, yeah, just things like that. Or, you know, how I end up just doing direct adaptations of books I'm reading. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, I don't know, I guess it, it starts somewhere with an idea and then like slowly, but surely characters develop around that idea. And then those characters, as they develop more of a storyline exists between them. And then, you know, somehow I get to like, a like some difficulty that they have to face. And then, they get through. So I don't know. It's, it, it's always really weird and I can't really place. Cause it's not like I, I ever sit and I'm just like, okay, well I have this idea. What can I do with it? It's always just like, you know, I'll be, I'll be, you know, behind the bar working mm-hmm. and, and just suddenly I'll have an idea for an idea that I had like years ago. And then suddenly that idea develops into a full story and then I actually have something to work with. Right. Um, so it's just, I don't know. It's a lot of the time it's spur of the moment stuff. Like it'll start with one idea that's pretty vague and then just, I just kind of let it go from there. Yeah. So I don't know. Do you take notes on ideas that you have and then like put them on the back burner? Because I remember when I did one of my short films a while ago that I looked through an old like text document, see like all these ideas uh, that mm-hmm. I that I had at one point. Do you like dig up stuff like that? Oh yeah. Yeah. I have a bunch of like, well, that's the thing is whenever I have an idea that I think I really want to do something with, I'll either make a document in my phone. Cause I have this writing app. I think it's just called writer and it's free and you can just make documents on it. Um, not like printable or anything. It's just, it's essentially a memo app, but it's pretty easy to work with. You can italicize and stuff. So it feels really fancy, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> So I'll use that if I'm out and about or if I'm at home with my laptop or if I just have my laptop with me. I do have like I have a whole folder and it's just called who's got a case of the fuck arounds. <laughs> and that's where I put like I have within that folder. I have like things that I've made that I've actually finished. I have things that like, you know, I think one is just called like random ideas that aren't going anywhere or something. You know, mm-hmm. it's just weird, like little things. And if you go into each of those folders, I'll have like. 10 or so documents of just some are only a paragraph some are like pages uh like I think my novel has its own um separate folder so I can like take notes a lot of the time I end up doing stuff like that if I'm working on like a specific project like you know if it's a screenplay the cast list will have its own document and like I might have a synopsis going in another document that I change throughout just so I know what's happening when or I'll have like the organization of like acts and scenes and Mm -hmm. stuff like that um a lot of the time I'll do like if I'm working on a novel uh I have to sort of figure out if I'm going to be listing things or if I'm going to release information chronologically or if I'm going to be bouncing around to fit 
more of a dramatic storyline. That's like not necessarily how everything happens in order, like timeline wise. Um, so a lot of the time I'll have a document of just that where it's like chapters, um, and sections of each chapter deciding like, okay, is this chronological? Like this is the section that's chronological. This is the section that's like a little out of place just to help with continuity and stuff like that. But yeah, so I get I go all over the place. I don't know. It's very disorganized. Whatever works for hey, whatever works for you. There's organization and in, in the mess. That's what I always say. Yeah. Just kidding. I've never said that in my life, but I get what you mean. There's a method to my madness. Yes, that's the actual phrase that I was looking for. Thank you very much. Um, it, and it's interesting. It's um, you bring up a lot of interesting points of like having multiple documents going because it does uh something I should try more often. It does help to have a running synopsis going with what you're writing. That way, yeah. you don't run into your own plot holes or forget mm-hmm. what the fuck you're doing with your own story. Um, yeah. Um, how do you, do you do you start like writing with pen and paper or do you? T- type primarily or um it kind of depends like a lot of the time I end up um taking notes like physical notes uh like with a pen and paper and then when I have something more solid down I'll I'll start typing it like I know um the first screenplay that I started working on almost all of it was notes and it was just random it was just like whatever came to my head that I was just like oh that'd be fitting oh that should happen around this point and so it's like like I said it ends up really random and then the story just kind of develops in weird waves but uh I found that doing it that way really not very productive oh really yeah because it's like I the thing is I have to take some notes to begin with that are just like pen and paper notes um so I can like have something going but from that point I have to transfer it like to a computer just so I can like separate everything. So I'm not like sifting through physical pages. Right. Because I mean, with the first screenplay I did, it was getting like, I filled like three notebooks before I even started on the computer. And while I still use those notes, really easy to lose stuff and really easy to damage things. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's so much easier if you have like individual pages that are labeled in a computer as files when you can just, just be like, Oh, okay. So this is the synopsis. Here it is these are my characters. Cool. And then you can just, you can have multiple things open so you can sort it out a little bit better. Um, but normally, yeah, it does start with like physical notes. Cause that's normally how my ideas develop. It'll either be like a physical note or it'll be a note on my phone. Something like that. Gotcha. Um, so I guess my biggest question then is, cause I honestly don't know you, I know you're a horror writer and you're a damn good horror writer, but Thanks. I'm, uh, I'm curious what your, like, what is it like writing? Because I have some experience in other genres. So it's like, what is the difference between writing for horror versus writing for comedy or something like that? Like, how do you feel? What What is it like that specifically, what's it like specifically writing for horror? Oh, that's kind of tough because like a lot of the time I... I mean, I don't even know if I necessarily separate it in my head. I just think that's normally where the storyline goes. Gotcha. Um, because I feel like most of what I've written has elements of other things to it. Like right, there might yeah. be like a romantic aspect. There might be something else. But I mm-hmm. think it's just because most of my most of my work has focused around like serial killers or um, 
like possession. I have like a few things on possession. I think I have one that's like sort of magic based. Um, mm. But uh, so it always like leans toward it. They all lean towards uh, creepier ideas. And I think that's the only reason that I could call them horror films is because like the basis is normally something at least somewhat creepy, whether it's like somebody murdering a bunch of people or, you know, something somebody being haunted or whatever but i think that's just because we're that's where my interests lie so it's gotcha. hard for me to like like because i've tried writing a romance mm. book and i get bored like yeah. i can't like if i can't find interest in what i'm writing then it's not worth it you know and, mm. and what i find interesting are, are horror films like i can't even i mean i think one of my one of my screenplays is kind of like closer to like action or like crime thriller but even then it's like that's just kind of what, what's the term splitting hairs. splitting hairs yeah so it's like it all comes down to I love horror and it's normally what I watch and and what I'm interested in uh gotcha. so that's normally where my work goes I guess like maybe if somebody else read it they'd be like this isn't a horror movie but in my head that's just fair enough always what it is you know that's interesting because like I it's it's interesting for me because I write when I write it's usually crime or action mm-hmm. they usually go hand in hand for me or horror because I've tried writing comedy and I've tried writing straight drama and it's stressful mm-hmm. because especially writing for comedy is stressful because if your script isn't funny there's not a whole lot else to it, especially because it's a comedy. It's supposed to succeed on the fact that it is funny. If it's a horror movie, I guess drama is, like, is more like a horror movie. But if it's a horror movie, it's it's you can even if like you don't scare everyone in the world because we're all afraid of different things. Obviously, mm-hmm. you would still spin an interesting and invigorating tale, yeah. regardless of if it's like holy shit, like mm-hmm. this is the scariest thing. Well, it's kind of going back to Guillermo del Toro, how like it's hard to say whether his movies are horror movies or not mm-hmm. because it's like they're sometimes monster movies, but. I mean, like The Shape of Water. It was just, it was a romance, right, you know, yeah. or even like Pan's Labyrinth was creepy. Um, and there were a lot of like pretty terrifying elements to it and even some gore. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that was still just kind of a fantasy, right, you yeah. know? Um, so, I mean, maybe, I, I feel like there's a lot of variety you can have with horror. Absolutely. But, yeah. And because like I, my scripts are never one thing too. Yeah. So, and like, I, I don't, when I say I, writing comedy is stressful it is writing a straight comedy is stressful but Mm -hmm. i inject humor into most of the things that i write because you have to if it's too serious for too long Mm -hmm. it becomes at least for some viewers it can become unpleasant yeah well and i'm going to use that as a bit of a transition because the last before the last episode that we aired the back in april um i saw a quiet place and which is you know written and mm. directed right by John Krasinski. I think he, I think there's like that a sounds quote. right. Yeah, I think he directed. I think he it with, stars in it too. Oh yeah, he? yeah, he's the lead. Um, but of course, John Krasinski was Jim in the Office. Um, and I wanted to bring this up while we were talking about writing a horror film because people were kind of asking like, how did you end up writing a horror film after all that? Because I mean, you know, he was uh, mm-hmm. essentially a comedian. Well, same thing with Jordan Peele too. Yeah, um, but. Uh, This is a quote in an interview with Variety from John Krasinski. Uh, And he says, I remember on The Office, the creator, Greg Daniels, said, your job is not to deliver these lines funny. Your job is to deliver these lines. So if 
someone laughs, that's up to them. You just deliver the truth of the moment. And I applied it here. My goal is not that I set out to make a scary movie. I set out to make a movie about a family. If you were scared, it's because you didn't want to see anything happen to these people. Right. And I, I think that's, uh, that's like really relatable. I feel because it's like, I mean, I think that's what might be difficult about writing comedy is people are trying to make you laugh. Mm -hmm. But if you're like not necessarily trying, like one, how the fuck will you know if it's a comedy or not? But yeah. also, you know, I I think there's something about something being genuine that sort of helps develop a story. So it's like if you're not trying really hard to write a horror film and you just kind of have like elements that are creepy because that's what you're leaning towards. I think that's better than trying to overtly like scare somebody because that's not always going to work because yeah. people are afraid of different things. Same with like in terms of comedy, people will laugh at different things. Um, but if you just deliver you like write genuinely and deliver genuinely. I think that's easier to work with. That's such an interesting point. I've never looked at it like that because truth be told, I don't know much about writing comedy. Mm -hmm. So I need to read more comedic screenplays because it's like how much of that is like written. Yeah. Is it written to be funny or, or is, is it, it like, written? is it just written yeah. and you just get talented people in there? Mm -hmm. Cause I know like, one of my favorite movies is Beverly Hills Cop. It's an yeah. Eddie Murphy movie. Yeah. Um, with It has elements of action in it, but primarily it's a comedy. Mm -hmm. And half of that movie's success is because Eddie Murphy is a prime, impro uh, prime at improv, and he's an improv improvisational genius, yeah. or he was. I mean, he, I'm sure he still is. He's just picking shitty products. Mm -hmm. I need Eddie Murphy to come back in a big way. That's beside the point. But... Um, it does. It's really interesting if you equate that to horror too. It's like, is anything really scary happening, or mm -hmm. is it just because you are invested in the situation? I think that that's yeah. a really interesting uh, look at it that I haven't I haven't thought about. Well, and like, that's why I really like when authors, and this is what I normally try to write too, is when you have likable villains, mm -hmm. because then you know you're you're afraid for the victims, but also you kind of don't want the villain to get caught because you kind of like them, mm -hmm. you know? So you're a little bit, I feel like you're more so edge, on the edge of your seat the whole time because you don't really know who you want to win. Um, cause that's something that I liked about, uh, Silence of the Lambs in the Hannibal series right. because I fucking love Hannibal. Yeah, so yeah. every time he like murders somebody, I'm like, yeah, but I'm like, wait, that's not good. <laughs> you know? And that's, and that's, uh, that's interesting. Uh, I really appreciate it when filmmaking does that. Like, mm -hmm. uh, I, my favorite movie is Blade Runner, and the original, the original, oh, Blade, yeah. Runner, the original Blade Runner does that. Uh, oh yeah, really has a lot well. of morality. Um, there was a movie that came out a couple years ago called Hell or High Water. That I was see it. it's very good. Uh, Jeff Bridges plays a sheriff, okay. and Chris Pine and someone else who I cannot remember the name of play uh, bank brother bank robber brothers. Ooh. Now the bank robber brothers are they're robbing banks for a specific reason. I, I believe it's to pay off the the bank that like owns their dead mother's farm so you're like okay that that's valiant at mm -hmm. least they just want to own what's theirs yeah and then but then you're also rooting for the sheriff because i mean they're criminals too yeah. and i really appreciate it when filmmakers can make you question morality like that and think and think in different dynamics like that and that's also that's such a key part about horror too because fucking you look at the nightmare on elm street movies where mm -hmm. like Freddy krueger is such a charismatic release in the later ones he's such a charismatic villain what? that 
I feel like even at the beginning, I kind of liked yeah. him. I mean, yeah, <laughs> you know? in the first one, he's still like, he has a personality. And I think yeah. that's also because he has a face, too. Oh, and yeah. Like, yeah he has true. a personality, and it's something that you can latch on to. And it's mm-hmm. like, it's fun watching him kill these people. But it's mm-hmm. also like, you want, you obviously want the kids to survive. Yeah. And I mean, t- for better or worse like I was going to bring up I was going to bring up the Friday the 13th movies but most of the kids in those movies can be killed for all I care yeah there's another movie that I just saw recently and I wish I could remember the name of it I'm probably going to google it really quick Um, but it just came out and I don't know if it's uh, if it was filmed in the UK but there are a lot of like like David Tennant is in it okay um, and this actor who's I want to I think this is a series called The Misfits that was also British, I think. Glenn Danzig. Um, no, not the band. It was the show. Um, shit. But it's, uh, I don't know. Um, but it, it's about these uh, kids who they work as um, valets and they use the keys from like the rich people's cars that they park to break into these people's houses. Um, oh, really? Yeah, to like rob them. Um, and, uh, but the thing is, I, I felt like this film kind of did that poorly. But anyway, that in that film, one of the characters like stumbles upon a woman who's being held captive. Mm-hmm. So by this rich person who he's robbing. So it's like he's trying to figure out how to like get a hold of the police because technically he was robbing this house and he shouldn't have been there. Mm-hmm. So technically he shouldn't have seen it. Um, fuck. Uh, but uh, in my opinion, that film, I, this is why I didn't take notes on it was because I actually kind of didn't like... Um, kind of didn't like this movie because at the beginning I think you need to like I mean because the whole point was that you weren't supposed to like these two robbers and Mm -hmm. so when they stumble upon this victim you're supposed to kind of feel conflicted but really they just like laid right into you relating to these two robbers right away so you already like them they're already the victims and I just think it was a little cheap um this reminds me a lot of don't breathe bad samaritan it's called bad samaritan yeah um, Did you see Don't Breathe? I didn't. I liked it. Okay. <laughs> um, um, but the, the, scenar- the scenario is kind of similar. Yeah. Robert Sheehan, I guess, is the is the guy who was in Misfits. Okay. I think it's that's the name of the show. But, um, I mean, it was a good concept, I thought, because, like, the idea of like robbers stumbling on a victim that's pretty cool mm-hmm. but i just think the execution was a little it was a little over the top i think yeah it was called misfits gotcha that show anyway but gotcha i think there's a right and a w- wrong way to make both the villain and the uh like protagonist likable I, I think if you lean too much into making the protagonist likable i think maybe that's that's a turn off for me gotcha so how do you try to balance that in your own work? Um, I guess like, cause I focus most of the time I end up focusing solely on the villain. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're already kind of like tuned into that and then you just sort of from there you start to realize like that this person isn't as likable as you initially thought. They have a lot of wrong things going for them and, um, you know, then you start to relate to the other characters who are sort of trying to like, not like fix this person, but like something like that where they're, you know, you're starting to relate to the other characters more so than you are to the, 
the initial protagonist who is actually also the villain. Gotcha. Normally that's my my shtick. What kind of uh what kind of horror do you like to write primarily? Is it like the the serial you mentioned like yeah. is it primarily that? Yeah, I like those. Um I also like writing possession stuff. Um I'm trying to delve a little bit more into movies about witchcraft because like, or like novels or something, because I mean, modern witchcraft is actually really interesting. And I mean, like I'm not super practicing, but I have a lot of books on, on modern witchcraft and like tarot and stuff. And it's, it's interesting. And I think like, I mean, the way the craft did it, it's hard to do a movie, anything like that nowadays. But gotcha. uh, I like that concept a lot of like, them getting carried away so i've been kind of playing with how i could use modern witchcraft maybe accompanied with something else to sort of like move something along but gotcha how about you my favorite kind of horror to write Mm -hmm. um that's that's interesting because i need to i need to do more um i i would say slasher yeah, I like slasher um, movies. Yeah, fun. I have a, I have an idea I've been working on for a long time that one of these days I want to finish and actually get made because that's a, that's the beauty about slasher movies is you can do them cheap mm-hmm. um, for the most part. Um, so I have an idea that for a slasher movie I've had for a while. I've also been getting more into the occult. Well, not personally, like <laughs> the the idea of the occult and groupthink and stuff like that. Because I had a nightmare a while ago about a like a like I w- I don't remember if it was I think it was me and someone I knew had stumbled into like an underground den of like cannibalistic hobos. Dope. And I've always wanted, I remember it was like the scariest dream ever. Cause like I must've fallen asleep on my arm and you know how stuff like transpires into your dream. Mm-hmm. So my arm must've gone asleep or been numb or something. Cause I got my like hand snipped off oh, by a pair of hedge clippers. Oh, that's awesome. Um, Did somebody eat it? I don't remember, Aww. but it's like, it's one of the most strange and vivid nightmares I've ever had. And I'm g- going to use it at some point. Dude, using nightmares to write can be really fun, but also like, I need to have better nightmares. That's like the best nightmare I've had. I I, mean, I have some really cool nightmares sometimes, but I'll, what normally ends up happening is I'll write it like right after I wake up and like normally I think, whoa, that was so cool. This could make a really cool movie. And then I read it later and I'm just like, hmm, that doesn't make any sense. And right. I think that was just me having a crazy dream. So no, I don't yeah, think, that's why uh, I need to, I need to rework, uh, my, I, that cannibal drifter idea, which I've always, it's always been cannibal drifter idea in my sounds head. fun. Um, I need to rework it because a lot of things don't make sense. It was like, me and a friend were going to meet friends for beers in a park, but we had to cut through this underground thing. <laughs> like, and that so that did this made happen no in a in a dream then? Yes. Okay. No wait. Wait what? Wait the the, the cannibal drifter thing. Is that, yes, that was a dream. That this you had? was a dream I had that okay. I'm going to use for something at okay. some point. Um, I've also for a while I've had an idea about like a about like a crazy town. But like that's not very like original or interesting, so I don't know. Were we, was I just talking about that with you yesterday? I was talking about that with somebody. Was like movies about towns that are kind of like. Oh, that was, was that you? No, it was. Uh, well, it was. I was there. We were talking with the guy at the thing last night. Ah, yeah, right, right. That's it. Yeah. Um. So I guess I. I'd also really like to do a good like I have. 
My latest idea would be for a horror series that would essentially be like the diehard of horror series Uh where like it's just one dude always in the wrong place at the wrong time. Only instead of like terrorists, it's monsters. So I have an idea for like four or five of them, but we'll see if that ever becomes something. I get it. Slashers are probably slashers are probably my favorite to watch. So I in theory, they're my favorite to write. I actually just need to I have two ideas one I've been working on forever. The other I need to. I, the one I've been working on forever would be more serious, and the other one I've had the idea for for a long time would be a more campy, tongue-in-cheek slasher movie. Those are always fun. Yeah. I like that idea. Yeah, I think that's another thing. Um, I mean, this is sort of. I mean, it's off-topic, but it's on topic of of writing things. Um, one of the things I kind of hate is when. Because it's like, I've, I have, I know a lot of people have made films and like, you know, you see new films fairly often, but I think one of the, one of the things I like least are when people kind of know that the, when people know they, they're making a bad movie and they just kind of like make it bad. Right. Yeah. Like kind of on purpose. Yeah. To just sort of play into it. And that it, like, is annoying. I know. I hate it. I hate it so much. And I, like, cause I think there's a way to know that like, okay, maybe this isn't going to be the best movie, but I feel like if you're not attempting to make it the best movie, then why are you even doing it? You know, right. it just, cause then you're just kind of like making a mockery of it. And I guess parodies have their place too, but I mean, you know, there's a reason that parodies got really tired, you oh, know, absolutely. like when they were making like superhero movie and stuff like that, which I admittedly liked, but, uh, right. Like, I mean, they get tired because it's like, there's only so much of like, oh, haha, look how bad we're being that you can do, mm-hmm. you know? But like, I think when you're making a film that you actually care about, but also know that it might end up being horrible. Right. I think maybe that's the right attitude to take. Because if you're still like trying, I think that's, that's oh, a yeah, big absolutely. difference, you know? Because there's a difference, there's a difference between being tongue in cheek and like. Just making just, a bad yeah, movie. Just not giving a shit. Yeah. yeah. And that's, and that's why, uh. That's why I have such a problem with the idea of so bad it's good because like that can work, but only if they're like unaware That's the that whole they're thing. making a bad movie. Yeah, like the only reason that bad movies end up being good is because the people making it think that they're making a really good movie. Right. And they're like convinced that like, oh, this is going to be great, you know? And in a sense, it's kind of sad because then it's like, you know, they're working really hard, still making a bad movie. Mm-hmm. But I mean, everyone's at risk of doing that, yeah. you know? Well, that's something. That's an idea I've had for a while, too, is I have an idea for, like, they'd be, like, uh, well, it's, like, two two different ideas that kind of have become one interconnected. It was all about, like, vampire blood runners, nice. where they essentially, like, deal blood, like, drugs. And it originally started, it was going to be this super, it was going to be a super uh, batshit insane, like almost like a Robert Rodriguez vampire movie where it was going to be about this cop taking down the vampire underworld of vampire drug dealers. But then I turned it into something that <laughs> the more I think about it, it is very, 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 very from Dust Till Dawn influenced. But I'd still like to revisit that idea at some point. The thing is, I want to say, because a friend of mine had an idea for a comic a while ago that I think he submitted to Dark Horse or Vertigo. But then Dark Horse ended up making a comic either with the same name or with the same idea Mm. a little bit later. Gotcha. Um, 
And uh, it was a little bit like that. So I'd look into Dark Horse and see if you can find something like comic wise that's similar to that. Because then maybe you can just like adapt what they've done right. or something. Fair you enough. Know? Um, but yeah, I'm not, I can't 100% remember what that premise was or what they took from it or what. But yeah, that could be a thing. It could be a thing. I like the idea. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> We're working on a thing. We are working on a thing. That's cool. It is cool. I don't know if you want to talk about it or uh, not, but... I mean, because it's still in the works and there's still, like, you know, uh, rights. Yeah, that that's we need true. To get. Yeah, I let's think. not talk about yeah, it. But not. we're working on a thing. Expect yeah. it sometime this lifetime. Yeah. My goal is to uh, get it released before I turn 24, which will be in a little over a year. So, that's my goal. All right. I'm down with that. Or I guess just finish it by then. Graham, that's you're going to produce it? Oh, yeah, that's a, that's a yes for Graham. Thanks. Graham's, Graham's chained up again. That's why he didn't say anything. Honestly, like... I will produce it. Yeah. Yes, I will. Woo. Honestly, it's a weird thing. Like, when, when I learned that... Um, so, Eli Roth, I think when he wrote the script for Cabin Fever, not when it was released, but when he wrote the script, he was 23. And Sam Raimi, when he made Evil Dead, or, like, when it was released, he was also 23. Mm-hmm. So that's that's my that's my goal. Because I'm like, if I can't keep up with Eli Roth or, or Sam, Sam Raimi, Raimi, what am I doing? Fair enough. <laughs> well, time is on my side. I've got two years until... A year and a half until I'm 23. <laughs> oh, you lucky bastard. Um... Graham has 75 years until he's 23. 76 years. Oh, sorry. Um, well, I don't know. Do you have anything else that you would like to add? How weird, first off, how weird is it that the first time we collaborate on a script, it's not a horror movie? Yeah, honestly, I keep like looking at it and thinking, are there elements of this? Because I, there, there are some elements that are like creepy. You know, right. it's still pretty creepy. Yeah. Um, it's just it's off kilter. Yeah, we, off we kilter I mean, I guess we made a weird movie, yeah. or we wrote a weird movie. Let's start writing like a full blood horror movie. That'll be our next I'd thing. I'd be down. Yeah, let's do it. Graham, you can come too. Let's do it. Monsters I guess. At, let's make a movie called Monsters at Midnight. Obviously, it's the only logical or possibility. Shock, or right October. Or shock. God damn it. <laughs> I vote against that. No, that's fine. Monsters <laughs> at Midnight is definitely a better title. Monsters at Midnight, the movie. Monsters at Motherfucking Midnight. Monsters oh, that'd be even better. Midnight. Oh, my God. Um, well, JoLynn, do you have anything else that you would like to discuss about I writing? And I what? mean, I feel like we kind of... I mean, not that we beat it to death. I feel like we'll probably bring this up more anyway and, you know, in later episodes, probably just in passing, but... uh I, yeah, I think I think I'm I'm good for today. Cool. This was a fun discussion. If you are writers yourself listening to us, drop a comment about what it's like to write, and if you write for horror, and if you love us. Yeah. So, uh, this was the June episode of Monsters and Motherfucking Midnight. Thank you very much, Jolyn. Thank you. And Graham. Uh, <laughs> I'm Radley Bones, and <laughs> it changes every episode, doesn't it? Tonight you? we uh, we return to our coffins. Uh, while the- oh, before you before you 
exit. Yeah. You made a comment at the beginning of the episode that I never touched on. You said this is going to be a, a lesser structured version of Monsters at Midnight. Motherfucker, when have we ever been structured on this? Well, I just mean in the fact that we actually come with like bullet points. Uh, this time we were just kind of like, damn it. Threw them notes on the table and went. That's it. I'm retiring. I didn't use my notes, I think, once. I I used it for the fucking John Krasinski quote, and that was it. Look at that. Oh my God, that's really (laughs) easy. So we uh, we just bolt Graham back down in the basement. We return to our coffins. We allow me to leave once a month. We return to our coffins. We, as the sun rises once more and we wait for it to dip back below the horizon so we can emerge and terrorize the streets once again. Mwahaha. Have a groovy evening. God help us all. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Fashion Hotline. Hi, this Easter, I'm on the hunt. For eggs? For new styles my family can wear to brunch. Get to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, right now, get a huge 50% off your entire purchase in-store. Everything you need, like dresses, polos, and shorts, is 50% off. 50% off? You must be hiding something. Dresses start at just $12 for women, $10 for girls. But Easter's just three days away. Then hop to it. It's in-stores only. Don't tell the Easter bunny. Hurry in for 50% off your entire purchase in-stores only. Now at Old Navy. Valid 14 to 420. In-stores only. Excludes in-store clearance. Gift cards. Register lane items. Jewelry today only and today only deals. Hi, Fashion Hotline. Hi, this Easter, I'm on the hunt. For eggs? For new styles my family can wear to brunch. Get to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, right now, get a huge 50% off your entire purchase in-store. Everything you need, like dresses, polos, and shorts, is 50% off. 50% off? You must be hiding something. Dresses start at just $12 for women, $10 for girls. But Easter's just three days away. Then hop to it. It's in-stores only. Don't tell the Easter bunny. Hurry in for 50% off your entire purchase in-stores only. Now at Old Navy. Valid 14 to 420. In-stores only. Excludes in-store clearance. Gift cards. Register lane items. Jewelry today only and two-day only deals.